this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Tom from Zahora. How are you, Tom? I'm all good, man. Yourself? Very good. Uh, you had a bit of an old spin down. Fair play to you. How long did that take? About three hours, just under. Okay. If you drive like me, you can you know, shave a few minutes <laughs> off here and there. Actually, who's the designated driver for you on tour as normal? Me or Pancho, usually. Really, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Batman can drive as well. He does the odd bit. Colin doesn't have his license yet, I don't think, but um, ah, yeah, between the four of us, you make it happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, have you got a van yet, or what do you do kind of storage-wise? We were, years back now, we started renting a van from uh, Andy from Five Will Die. Oh, okay. R.A.P. Yeah. And the van R.A.P. as well, he was telling me recently, but um, <laughs> that was the first van we started renting. Right. And uh, we got that to whacking and back. Oh, Jesus, now, okay. Now, that contributed to the... The ultimate demise of the van, I'm not really <laughs> sure, but, you know, we'll give it a send-off. Right. And what do you do now nowadays? Mostly because we're getting the ferry, you know, and any of the gigs we'd be playing, they'd be breakables and stuff, you know, so we'd just take my car. Okay. Unless they're flying, so if they're flying, we'll, uh, you know, lug the gear ourselves on the plane. Right, right. The usual kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. No so tour bus, yeah, you know, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a... What's it? Uh, Pavel has a fine motor now. That's a fine motor, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> he pulled up in it there um, for the last, was a last uh, forums podcast. That's a, actually, I was well impressed with it. Like, you know, but you kind of need guys like that as well. You know, I'm sure he, he helps people out as well. Right, yeah. Stuff road wire, that fella. He'll, <laughs> he'll do it for wire. a jar of pickles as well, which is <laughs> cheap pay, you know. It is cheap pay. Cordova. Oh, Lord. So, um, first of all, congratulations on the new single, man. Coke Vulture. Yeah, cheers, boy. I Thanks. love it. What do you think yourself? Um, have you got much feedback from it? Yeah, people that uh, people that are interacting with it and interacting with us seem to love it. Yeah, it's definitely uh, the best sounding single or release that we have. Yeah, they all sound great. Yeah, um, the single itself, um, the the last part of it, um, the chorus there. How did that come about? Misery dust for all. Yeah, uh, the story of that song is kind of. It's written about a friend of mine. Okay. And dedicated to a friend of mine. Right. Who basically was a drug dealer and had a problem with drugs at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not a great mix, you know. Right. Don't get high in your own supply, as they always yes. say. Yeah, yeah. But the song is not about him specifically. It's about the kind of person that has their main interaction would be to turn up and take what they're getting. Yeah. And then once the deed is done, they don't care about what the other person is going through, the dealer, we'll say. Okay. They get their coke and they leave. Right. As is the interaction with any kind of drug-based, you know, transaction. Yeah. You t- you turn up, you get your bit of stuff and you leave. And then it's just a lot easier to leave whatever misery and whatever hardship the other person is going through by the wayside because, you know, you've had your little dalliance with... For the weekend. Yeah, mm. yeah, for the weekend or however long it is and you go back to whatever you're doing and that's it, once the bag is done, you're done. You know, your 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 interaction first, it stops with the money changing hands or whatever Yeah, and then you're gone. You're going back to your own social group, your own circle and yeah. that's it, that's it for you. But then real life still happens yeah. on the other side and there's lines in it that are, you know, kind of specific to that. But at the same time... I suppose there's consequences as well. There is consequences, you know. Yeah. It's happy to. It's it's easy to feel happy about yourself or confident or whatever after shoving a grandma for a yeah. cartel and murder someone over. True, yeah. Do you know? 
but then I have to I have to implicate myself in that. You know, I yeah. have to implicate all. If basically it comes down to it. if you took something from him, you're part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of self loading in it. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a line in it. We are all to blame. Yeah. We are all to blame. Yeah, yeah. You know, it does. There's no kind of no, but it's okay because I'm his friend. It's kind of almost worse in that way. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still going to happen, yeah. and you're still going to write it off as just being part of life. Yeah. So fucking misery does for all yes and it's very very relevant at the moment man it's just like it's just widespread the boom is back the boom you know, is back you go into a toilet in go. any fucking pub man <laughs> and you just hear the chopping and the sniffing the boom is fucking back baby yeah and around four lads in there as well oh yeah mm. and um, you see it at a wedding as well you know you you just kind of see these lads kind of come out of a, a door you know try the toilet door and they're all doing this like this little shuffle clapping the hands rubbing together yeah it's the coke shuffle i know yeah um what's worrying though is it's gone down uh the age profile has gone down alarmingly yeah you know you're talking about 14 and 15 year olds now there was a piece in uh, during the week that they're actually budgeting for their debs with their coke as well you know which is insane like you know so yeah, it's a r- very relevant um, topic and um, a great first single as well, I must say. I uh, just want to talk about hostile media. Basically, we finished up recording in uh, September right. of last year. Right, okay. And last year being 20... Ni- or 2019. I think I saw um, that uh, on Facebook that you said uh, we're putting the finishing touches to our upcoming release and that was January 2019. Yeah, see, we recorded it um september yeah it was september it was 2018 right and then towards the end of the year jesus like, okay i didn't yeah, realize it was that far it was it was a, it was a while back, and yeah. like we just ran into a few little bumps in the road and okay whatever else you want to say about it but yeah it was it was just a long time coming but at that time i had got in touch with um andy um andrew pennington from hostile media just to see if he'd be interested okay and uh as we'd funded the whole thing ourselves did the artwork everything ready to go right um just basically giving him a finished package just seeing would he be interested and he was and that's kind of how it went from there okay um for those that don't know they're they're an independent kind of record and publishing label in the uk mm-hmm. and they've quite a lot of uh, irish acts on it as well they have a couple yeah yeah overot ketos head fuzzy and uh draconius actually who want to give a shout out to they're releasing their new album i think it might be this weekend even i think they have the first single out yeah yeah from Blessed by Embers maybe. is the name of the album title. And of course, it's a concept album. That leads me nicely along to my next question. All right. Um, your last album, Ethos. Ethos, Pathos, Logos. Yeah, yeah, that was a concept album. Would you go down that road again, first of all? I think I wouldn't put so many eggs into the basket of trying to make songs fit a narrative. Okay. Because what I had done, we had done, was we got the story first. Now we were writing songs, yeah, you yeah. know. And then we kind of got a narrative going because I had said to the lads, let's write a concept album, you know. Mm, okay. Instead of kind of going down the the route of like, let's make another album. Right. Let's go mad. Let's go balls to the wall. Yeah. So we wrote a narrative and then wrote songs around it, more or less. We were still writing songs as we regularly do. But then you're trying to fit in songs that like, well, we need a song for this chapter. Okay. And we need a song for this chapter. And then it has to sound like there was a lot of. It sounds very complicated as well. It was and it wasn't. And then you get so close with that. You kind of can't move past the part. And then okay, that's because good, there was yeah. that, that, that album is like fucking an hour and a bit. You know, 
you you get so close to it that you kind of forget where you are in the story and then yeah. you're struggling with the song and then does it narratively fit and all this stuff. Mm. I mean, the end of the album is supposed to be like a spaceship taking off. Right. And you know, maybe you get that, maybe you don't. <laughs> I don't think I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> That's news to me as well, actually. But, yeah. you know, there's all this stuff going on. And then would I go down the route of it again? Yeah, but I don't think I'd write it as... I, I wouldn't make it the active album that we're planning on releasing. I think that thing is best worked on in the background. Yeah. You know, to just start writing songs and kind of go, this could work for the concept album. That could work for the concept album. And then just keep doing either EPs yeah. or singles just mm. to keep it fresh and keep stuff coming out rather than writing off another three, four years to go down and the how rabbit hole. Did you feel that your performances suffered because of it? Yeah. Yeah, big time. I mean, I had... I can't remember exactly how many days to do the drums. I want to say after getting all the tones and stuff, which is a full day, we had maybe three days and I got them done to the best of my ability at the time. Right. And could I have delivered more? Yeah. I think we all could have. Like, right. I d- definitely we reached a little bit too far. Yeah, yeah. And didn't deliver it 100%. And then you're dealing with like self-editing. And what, it, what we'd done, the way we did it was we recorded all the drums first. Right. So then the map of the songs was, that was it. Okay. And then it was like, right, now, now we had the ideas and the riffs and everything else, but there was no undoing it. Mm. You know, so there was, there was demo process, but there wasn't, it wasn't as laborious as we probably should have done for okay. the, the work we're trying to put in. Yeah. Um, what about the lyrical team um, with that album? Um, did you struggle with it or did you have that narrative right through it that wasn't too much of a problem uh, just throwing your mind because up. it was a concept album it's kind of like throw something at a wall and see what'll stick you know to the narrative and the narrative was basically about language the use of language yeah that's and, that, right, and yeah. that's what I picked ethos, that up yeah, logos yeah, yeah. Is. so it's just how you can persuade people of something mm. whether they want to be persuaded or if it's something that they might not necessarily have they might not necessarily identify with you can use words to convince them of any point of view. There yeah. exists a sequence of words to convince anybody of anything. Okay. I think. Right. So then, right, how do you write a story about that? And then, because it's a concept album and we're a prog metal band or whatever the <laughs> hell we are, we're like, okay, so there's this guy, but also aliens, but also cannibalism, but also a spaceship, you know? And then yeah. it, it just, that's the humor in it, you know? Because yeah. like, there's an element of humor in anything metal. I mean, mm. We're all individuals. We all wear black. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're all true. really into it. You know, we're like, safeguard the, safeguard the morals of it or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. True. But then, you yeah. know, you'll still find metal lads listening to 80s. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. dance hits, you know? Absolutely. And the cheesy stuff. Yeah. So, like, so when you gathered then um, to discuss, I suppose, ideas and um, maybe, I suppose, the whole concept of, the new album, which is Mortals, um, what was the kind of thought process, we'd say, at the early stages? Not to think. Right, okay. Really, it was about not thinking as much and learning the lesson from the last one, which was there's really great moments of magic on this. You know, a producer would have said, this doesn't need to be 32 bars, it should be four. Yeah. Or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And then not writing to essentially a script Right. So we just went in and started writing songs and 
pretty soon we found it was coming a lot quicker it's coming a lot easier now we had initially planned to get an album's worth which i'd say is like 40 45 minutes yeah we were writing another song and we just didn't have it ready so we we put a, a pin in that that is now split and turned into two songs but um definitely found it coming a lot easier like there's a song the second song in the album is called hellfire yeah that came from pancho had this riff mm-hmm. so then we were playing it one particular way i said hang on let's double time the speed of this or whatever right me and colin wrote that song in an hour and a half the two of us in, in the practice space because it was just it was just coming yeah and it was just coming and that's that's the cool thing about not writing to a script there was mm. no border there was no enforced kind of like box to stay in how important then was rootless bastards as massive. a feeler massive because yeah. i mean that <laughs> rootless bastards uh that song started as a joke right right the working title for that was tropes because i was like listen just as a like a refresher clear the air and clear our brains after this big stuffy concept album let's write a song that has every trope from all like from like loads of subgenres of metal so let's do the black metal thing let's do the death metal yeah. thing let's do the trash thing etc 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 and it was funny for a while and then we kind of realized that like hey there's there's something here now there's yeah. something here and then we wrote it and it started coming together pretty quickly and then the vocals came after it and then I think that's the first song that we did with vocals where we've had everyone singing on songs before where yeah. they might have their own separate parts, but everybody's part on this added to it. Yeah. You know, I think you can hear on Ethos Pathos Logos that even now as we play them live, it's not sung the way it is. And it was all like, it was like me and Colin kind of button heads and mm. I want to sing on this. Yeah. I want to sing on that. And then too many cooks yeah. basically is the main thing. So then that was a good blueprint. Yeah. Ruleless Bastards because... It was, <laughs> for a joke song, it was the best song. Yeah, the reception. The reception was really good. It was incredible. You know? You know, I remember talking to Colin about it and I just went, holy shit, this is serious. Are you going to go down that route? And he was there. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I says, yeah, fair play to you, I mean. So, yeah, that kind of stood out for me as kind of going, I hope they're actually going to change and go that direction. So, of course, you have the key to the album. Um, is it very much that kind of process? Yeah. Okay. It's definitely not as laborious. Riff driven. As, yeah, riff driven 100%. You know, the the subject matter, or the lyrics is definitely more direct. A okay. lot more direct. I mean, if yeah. you're writing a song like Coke Vulture, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, and the lyrics in that song and the lyrics in all the other songs, they're pretty. While they're still, you know, the the metaphors and this, that, you can, it's fairly obvious what the songs are about. Yeah. Is know? it um, an album steeped in frustration, maybe? 100%. Absolutely. I mean, frustration at how long the last one took, you know, and then you do press for it and then you give a, a PR company essentially an unmarketable album. Right. Okay. And you go, no, you fix it, you know. <laughs> and then they were like, OK, we'll do our best. Yeah. And then, you know, the results don't come back because you've given them a fucking unmarketable album. Yeah. So there's a frustration there. Mm-hmm. There was a frustration with stuff that we didn't deal with, like Richie's brain tumor. Okay, yeah, you know, right, yeah. Which happened when you were at Wacken, you know, supposed to be on top of the world. Mm. And then you get on stage and, you know, tensions were frayed at that point just for a lot of stuff. Right. You know, that definitely did not help. Yeah. You know, I know people that had cut their leg off to play Wacken. Yeah. And then you come up there and you have all this other stuff in your head 
and then you go out and you're like, okay, now play the best gig of your life. Ugh. Yeah. And deer in the headlights. And then, funnily enough, the same thing happened to Bloodstock, deer in the headlights. Really, yeah? Yeah, it wasn't as bad as whacking. Okay. We played a passable gig, right. I would say. I, th- I think um, it has to be said and recognized as well. As a band, you're very honest. I, um, I, with I each can't, other I can't, and I can't lie yeah. about stuff yeah you know, especially and after like when you leave things unsaid you know and this kind of ties into what you were saying when you leave things unsaid no matter what the reason behind you know like a perceived slight or some argument that you had with someone when you leave something unsaid it just festers yeah you know so like me and Colin have like we haven't come to physical blows mm. but you know there was like a big fucking butt in the heads there between a lot of stuff and like it was just stuff that was left unsaid yeah. you know and then you know you have to sit down and clear the air and then you have to really be on yourself to be honest yeah you know to kind of say the thing and do the hard thing and kind of you know rip open the wound and clear out the maggots and everything yeah. else because otherwise it's just going to be bad presumably bad the best time to do that obviously is sober yeah yeah i mean you can all get the the frustrations out and say this that and whatever else over a few points yeah you know it's not a necessarily a bad thing to have you know that icebreaker but when you're relying on it yeah. to get the honesty it cheapens it it does it does and as well as that it's the consequences the next day again trying to remember what was said you yeah know. nearly want to be taking minutes <laughs> <laughs> but i mean look it is what it is and as I said it's um, a credit that you're so open and honest about it um, like I mean it definitely helped with the shaping of this album anyway as well yeah 100% because it was less about I want to say the last album was like in terms of like the drive behind it we, we write songs democratically you know that is it okay. and it's all about I have an idea let's try the idea he has an idea let's try his mm. idea and that'll lead us down a rabbit hole sometimes it doesn't go anywhere yeah. That's why it takes us so fucking long to write songs. Yeah. Because we'll try everything, literally, literally everything. And yeah. we get better at it and we get better at it. But this one, compared to the last one, which was about like, I would say, 70% me driving the push right. behind it. This was a lot more. I have an idea for a song. Is, I think it should go this way, such and such and such. And then you trust the person. Then you go, okay, this really worked out up until this point. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. and that's that's what you get. That's what you get after nearly a decade in a band that you just learn what's the best way to say someone and just not be a prick about mm. it, you know. Because I mean you can get you can get very attached to your idea of a song. Yeah. You know, and then you get an album like that our last album was not bad by yeah. any stretch, like, you know. But, but the thing is yeah. you could get three albums worth of albums yeah. out of the stuff in it. And what about um Alan's performance on this one? Has he oh, settled in nicely. Class. Yeah, really, yeah. really good. Really brought um because he's an engineer as well and he understands sound and EQ so much. Mm-hmm. And he's a shocking good bass player. <laughs> you know, shocking good. Shocking good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the artwork, how did you settle on... Sorry, no. James Sheridan. James Sheridan, yes. I think it was Colin's suggestion. I mean, okay. In fact, I'm really sure it was Colin's suggestion. Uh, yeah. We'd seen him do stuff with Lankus oh, and yes, a few others. Yeah. So I think he did... Uh, what was that one? The Crossing. He, yeah, he was with Conjure, he did Conjure stuff as well, Norma Jean, Baylor as well. I think a poster yeah, so for he's, Baylor. He's done, he's done a lot, like, you know. Yeah. But, you know, the last one was a big, spacey, weird concept album, so he went the concept album thing with yeah. loads of colour on it. And this was just grim mm. and stark and a lot of rage and a lot of pain, a lot of personal pain in it. So I was like, 
fucking black and white. Yeah. You know, and a big dirty thing on the front of it. And I like, I love it. It's my favorite one. You yeah. Know, your, your newest thing is always your favorite thing, yeah. but I think that will be hard to match. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm sure um, James probably has a, has a dark side to him as well, which. Um, yeah, if he's drawing shit like that. Which he definitely. Hate to see his therapy bill, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like a quote off him there he said my art is where i can express that side of me in a healthy way and turn it into a positive experience that connects with people so that's directly from james um i think we can all recognize that yeah absolutely you, you know, know you put that rage somewhere positive you use it for something good you know yeah definitely um so you were doing stuff as well um with unknown productions um they did i think they did the promo vid for uh knocking stocking as well i think um it was promo. the weird one with the dolls the dolls. Do you know what I think? No, he was at Knocking Stocking and he shot a video for us that'll be released um, next month. Okay. And he did a lot of other videos for us as well. He did a lot of videos for us. So we've like played through us for three songs. We have that music video and then we have the entirety of Knocking Stocking. Right. That video that you're talking about, I think Colin actually did. Really? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. And I did okay. the music because I was like, I want something weird. And then I was scrolling. <laughs> I'm a, have a really bad habit of taking like uh, voice recordings of conversations okay not to like you know have like a big pile of dirt on people <laughs> but like somebody be talking about something interesting i'll go yeah something interesting here so i was talking to my mother one night mm-hmm. and i don't know how we got onto it but she started talking about this song that my sister's husband sings to the kids okay and she sang it right and i knew that this was going to be something cool so i just Kind of slyly, I had the phone on the, ready to go on the table, you know. I was like, can, can you just can you sing that again? Press record on the sly. And I got it. And I okay. got the snippet of it. And then just manipulated it and cut it together and stuff and put it on the thing. Jesus, and now that I hear amazing. it back, I was like, I should have put that in the album. Jesus <laughs> that was so, like, it was so strange. It was like something, out of, like, I honestly thought, like, here we go, like, Rob Zombie all day long, you know, yeah. and he stuff, like, and he's working. But that's so, our live intro now. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, it's just, just weird, you know? Yeah. But uh, that knock and stocking show was great. We did a Rick roll. Yeah. We Rick rolled the entire audience. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. So explain what a Rick roll is for anybody that doesn't know. A Rick roll is, uh, I think it started in, like, the 2000s, but uh, basically, internet thing, someone sends you a link, it's like, aha, check this out. And I click on it and it just sends you straight to Rick Astley, never going to give you up. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and of course, we put that in the middle of Rootless Bastards. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah so cool. just to turn it on his head completely. And then just, we just went on with the rest of the set like nothing happened. And you could see people just kind of going, Pause. What? what? <laughs> but they loved it. Oh, brilliant. Um, I Again, I just want to bring you back. I think, um, have you got an instrumental on the album? Is it the hollow? No. It's not an instrumental, but there's a big pile of instruments in it. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Hollow is one of Colin's ones um, lyrically. I think it's the first song we actually started to write right, for the okay. new stuff. Um, we have like, I don't know, a safe of riffs. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many's in there now, but a lot. And we do tend to like, you know, keep it clean. Mm-hmm. We use as much as we can. Yeah. There's still a few in there that we haven't used. But um, I just like to hang on to stuff, you know. Yeah. But that was that riff. I think was in there for, I don't know how long, but a while anyway. Mm-hmm. And then we just revisited, it. and then you know after learning the lessons from the last song, and some advice we got from other bands like Sean from Ten Ton Slug, he said something like, you know, the riffs are class. You just don't play them long enough. 
Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Here's yeah. the same riff for like two minutes long. <laughs> I've, I, I actually said that to Colin a few times as well. Lads, just settle on one or two riffs and just bring yeah. them a bit further on. You it's know, just like there's a real and turning. Like. That's what I like about the band. You know, there's a spastic kind of energy to it. <laughs> You know, the kid that's had too much coffee. He shouldn't have been drinking coffee anyway, but he's had a load of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I just, there's like a, a few more titles I want to go through. Wall of Time. That's another one of Collins uh, started out. Mm, that was another riff or section of a song that we... Sometimes we have trouble with midsections. We know where we start and we know where we want to get to. Right. But then the middle part can be a problem. I think that song was another one where it took a little bit of time. But we were working on that for a while. And then like we'd work on it and kind of go, do you know what, this isn't going anywhere for a while. And then just work on something else. Right, okay. Uh, lyrically, that's another one of Collins. Uh, general loss and mourning. Death okay. especially, I think. Mm. But um, yeah, there's there's a nice bit of weird vocals towards the end of that. Right, okay. A lot of kind of dual triple layer stuff for me and Pancho it's, it's really good it's just the, especially across this album I think the vocal performances are I'm not going to say you can't touch them but they're really good yeah you know the in, like the the technicality in, in terms of the instrument performances fantastic yeah. but the vocals on this are really really good yeah that's cool um, of course shout out to Aidan Cudney absolutely there, oh, that know. guy is a wizard like yeah it's he's um, a real like he's very you wouldn't notice how much he's doing in terms of producing on the spot until you sit back and you know kind of realize where you, what you've been doing for the last hour and then you've gone down usually you might take an hour to go down one particular rabbit hole or try something out and he'll just know what's right okay he'll, he'll leave you go down there in other words yeah it depends yeah. on what it is you know yeah. like vocals that are obviously the one that are the least committal you know mm. an instrument take is like once it's done it's done more or mm. less but he'd always have the right idea he'd always have the right advice to give and when it came to mixing it very receptive of like I'm particular about mixing you know I, I kind of can mix myself but I like I know what I want to hear and like I want this vocal throw here and yeah. this this phase here mm-hmm. and he'll always try it and he'll know if it's not going to work and he'll explain why okay fair you enough. know and that's that's invaluable to me yeah, because that's, one, that's, one yeah. thing is just drives me nuts is like that won't work yeah. like, how do you know yeah, How so that's, one that's another one of his strengths. Absolutely. Um, Demotivator. Yeah, that's one of mine. Okay. That's one of mine. Um, that is a suicide song. Oh, okay. That is right. a big, big suicide song. Dark times, my own, personally, um, over the last uh, couple of years, you know. Right. Um, some grim stuff. Some grim stuff. There's like, I mean, it's an autobi- autobiographical, autobiographical yes. thing. Insofar as the feelings, okay. not particular attempts, suffice to say, but there's enough in there to realize it's like, oh man, that's, yeah, you know, that's some heavy subject matter or whatever. But at the same time, uh, it's, I wanted to, I wanted the song to be something like, I believe very much so in wearing your heart in your sleep. Yeah. You know, that if you feel like shit, it's okay to feel like shit, mm. you know, and one thing that is unhealthy to do is to tell someone that the emotions they're displaying are like bad. Yeah. Emotion is emotion. It comes out and that's it. Yeah. You have to be able to, whatever the, the interaction or the thing is, you have to have enough time to work through it. You can't mm. just turn it off. No. 
you know yeah so that for me that song is like i feel like this and this is you know the worst possible thing i could think of now i feel better right you know and like at the, at the end of it it's like all this really dark imagery and at the end of it it's just like choose life do you feel particularly with that song that the music helped you pull through there or was there other factors as well was it a combination of a few factors you know yeah i mean i love playing it it's generally what we start to set with yeah you know and like it's funny it's i remember watching it was pearl jam doing uh what was that series that they did it was like storytellers in vh1 or something oh, right, like that yeah yeah, yeah and he was talking song. about playing uh alive yeah and he said you know same thing he wrote the song it's like deep dark subject matter but when he sang it live like the curse was lifted was yeah. the, the words that he yeah. used and that's like that for me okay because there's this line in the song where it's like it's really like flippant it's like life is hopeless so kill yourself yeah that it's and it just comes in and like it's changing from like a bridge to a back into the verse riff and everyone just goes so kill yourself and it's really mm. you know grim mm. <laughs> is the word i do is but i have a big smile on my face i'm saying yeah you know because it's just like it's just beating the chest yeah. it's kind of like look what i came through you can, yeah, yeah and you can do it too yeah you know without getting too mm. hands across america yeah yeah it, of course know, yeah it's yeah. kind of like if you don't like our band that's fine you know that's mm. cool i think you still you should still come see the band because this is what you can still do if you have severe depression and yeah. suicidal depression and everything else to come with it you can still put stuff in out there that is bad you know quote unquote bad or dark and raw and have something positive come from it yeah. so even if you don't like the band come see us because this is what the productive side of depression is yeah. Yeah. you know it comes out and it looks like this and it, it mightn't suit you you might love it that's mm. great and it sounds like this as well <laughs> yeah exactly this is what it sounds like <laughs> and the last song then the closer uh, spectral embrace any thoughts on that one or why why did it end up as the last song even uh that song ended up as the last song because we wrote the last riff to be a fade out Ugh, cool okay so in terms of being being completely utilitarian that's why it's at the end yeah. uh it's a nice song to finish up everything because it's i noticed that we had a tendency to do the long intro right. you know and do like the build and the build and the build and then the song starts yeah nothing wrong with it but this album was more direct right you know and there is one or two songs that kind of have a build up on it but i still wanted the last song to be you know a gunshot start straight away nice and then you know then peter out mm. and in terms of lyrics that's another one of collins right. uh exactly what it's about i think fooling yourself okay and again honesty but i think more so honesty with yourself and you know we all have a hook that we like to hang our problems on yeah. you know i'm this way because of such and such if i only had x things would be better yeah i can't help it you know it's mm. it's not my fault essentially you know yeah. it's, it's a nice hands-off way nice little place to hang all your problems on yeah and i think that song is about that now he could tell you something different yeah, yeah. but i as far as i remember that was the kind of general gist and it, and it fades out then is it, it fades out then and i big one of the weirdest riff it's it's like yeah, this album man showing it to herself 
she's like it sounds like a weird machine and i was like class because that, <laughs> that was actually what i was thinking it sounded like or that's yeah. kind of what i was going for when me yeah. and colin wrote that yeah. i think the two of us wrote that again in um the same session where we wrote hellfire okay so it's pretty quick because mm. that song is like a verse chorus verse chorus you know in um, terms of structure yeah and as i said uh you've really built it up for all of us now so um can't wait for that release date i'd like to think I'd, we'll deliver this time you know no, not that the last one was bad yeah, yeah 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 but definitely there's something there that's really good it's everyone says oh, it's our best work know, today yeah. it is it, you, it categorically see, is but you see the difference is is you've lived with those songs for more or less a year a year and a half now more or less yeah is that's it? the truth so we're gigging them yeah ages yeah we're gigging exactly. them ages yeah. so like if the launch <laughs> at the launch shows we'd probably want to be really good you know <laughs> <laughs> speaking of good uh congratulations on my pick as the best drummer in the irish metal scene so i don't know did that get fed back to you no, no? okay so we'd um a forum the metal cell forums there with danielle jack and devon so we all had to pick um our favorite uh singers guitarists bloody blah so um uh yeah you made mine uh, number one. Thank you very much. So uh, congratulations. It's nice that means a lot, to, man. Seriously, thank you very nice much. Nice to be able to congratulate you in person. <laughs> I pat myself in the back. I don't think you can reach across the table. Yeah, so have a listen to it. Um, of course, there's a lot, a lot of great drummers on the scene. You know that yourself. Um, Any ones in particular for you? Ben Wanders. Ben Wanders. Ben Wanders, hands down, is best drummer in Ireland. Wow, okay. Hands down. I don't yeah. care what anyone else says. I don't yeah. care what he says. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. He just is. Yeah. He's just uh, that's what you get when you get a lefty playing on a right hand kit. You know, he's just oh he's really? Freak, yeah, freaking nature. Yeah, freaking okay, nature. Okay, explain that a bit, bit better. He, uh, technically, it's called open handed. Right. You okay. see drummers like they put the right hand on the hi hat, so they cross their hands. Oh, okay. Fair as enough. far as I know, he studied jazz and stuff, but um, he plays with his left hand. It's ergonomics. It just makes more sense yeah. to me. Why would you cross your hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so he just plays this way, and uh, I don't know. He's, Jazz you bastard. love watching them, <laughs> jazz bastard. And um, so, like, um, I just want to go back there and reflect on 2019. Um, any particular highlights? You toured a serious amount. Um, yeah, we definitely played a lot of shows. Yeah, um, happy about it. Happy yeah. about that. Thing about playing loads of gigs is your scarcity goes sometimes, you know, and that's that can be a tough, a bitter pill, you know, mm. it can be because. We love playing shows. Everybody loves playing shows. Well, they do. We love playing shows. I and mean, then you play a lot it takes of shows. you away from your your yeah you're, you're scarce. You know, so like, why would you bother going seeing him this month if you can see him next month yeah. or such and such and such? Mm-hmm. But um, so we had some good shows. We had some shocking bad shows in terms of turnout. I think we played in. Where did we play? And nobody turned up. Was it in Scotland, was it? But no, well, that was the last one. That was the, that was the year before. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. We dub- we got a double book gig in Belfast and we moved to, I can't remember the name of it now, three people turned up. Fair play to the dream. Yeah. But, you know, there's three people there. We're like, <laughs> But uh, definitely the highlight was Hammerfest. Yeah, okay. 100%. That was well run. Big up everybody that runs it. Draconis ran it as well. Uh, 10 tons slug yes they were actually yeah um, who else who is the one the main headlines Flotsam and Jetsam ah oh, fucking hell yeah it's good crack my old crew pals. are playing as well <laughs> we got really drunk the first night and started singing right on 
I back. actually, I think there was footage of that put up on Facebook. I think I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking right on. Like, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Irish it was lads on, on, on a tour. caravan park of all places. <laughs> was like, it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, he also played, like, I mean, you did some, like, Red Cross Festival, but... Um, King's Witch were there. Yeah, King's Witch were King there. Witch and um, Badger Fest. Badger Fest, great crack. No, there's another one. Red Cross is good as well. It was really good in, um, that was in Scotland. Where was that in Scotland? That was in Edinburgh. Ah, okay. Because we went out to the Banshee Labyrinth afterwards. And that is a class, class venue with loads of stairs. <laughs> and I fell down and I got thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, it's amazing. Too much bulk fast. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. And of course, he played the Siege as well. Let's not forget ah, the Siege. I love the Siege. You got to yeah. love the Siege. You got to respect mm. John. You got to respect Kieran, the whole crew behind it. Yeah. Um, who never gets a shout out is Podge, okay. the security dude. He's like, his team is class. Yes, he's actually, he's on, he, he does get uh, recognition by uh, John on the podcast with him. Um, he talks about how he helped some poor misfortunate at the end of the night, gave him a cup of tea and biscuits, you know. That's, that's Isn't that cool? Like you know, that's lovely. Yeah, that's as good as a B and B. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he brought a sail, um, sail band and Everest. Yeah, sail with, Everest and Queen. Everest Queen. Yeah, uh, Everest Queen. We know those boys. Yeah. Um, sailor new friends. Yeah. That, uh, they brought along with him, but uh, yeah, that was a that was a run of three gigs before the siege. I think. Yeah. And that was a run off the siege weekend. Could have been. And did you did you go back? Back over to the UK yeah. since. Not yet, but we're doing launch shows in Scotland. Right. And we'll probably go back over and do the rest of the UK uh, later on in the year. Yeah, that's what your pals are in Alter. Isn't uh, they're it? class. Mm. They're really good. It's, it is just Lamb of God and Mastodon out the wazoo. Yeah. It's class. Absolutely yeah. out the wazoo. The boys are great crack. And yeah. they, they love drinking pints too. You know, so yeah, that's a good combination. Um, those dates for um, anyone that missed them are on the 2nd in Fibbers of April. The third in Sally Long's, the fourth in Fred's. I'm fucking working nights that night, actually. And then you're going over to Scotland on the ninth in Iverness, the tenth in Edinburgh, and the eleventh in Glasgow mm-hmm. on that tour. Um, so that's that's uh, that'll be good, actually. That'll be good cracking that, and the uh, album be well listened to at that stage. People yeah. be singing it back to you, hopefully. All going well. <laughs> All going well. Um, merchandising um, for this run. What have you planned? I suppose the usual standards, you know, your zippies, your T-shirts, your jewel case CDs. Okay. And then we're going to have, you know, pins and badges and patches. The usual okay. accoutrement. Yeah. And they're all at uh, Zahora1 at bigcartel.com. That's the one, So yeah. be sure to um, check them out, lads. Um, also, you know, one other small point. Um, your website is designed by a guy called Jake... Wallace. Is it Jake Wallace? Yep. The actual Jake Wallace from Elder Drood. The actual Jake Wallace. By God, huh? I tell he's you, man, I do my research. Man. I do my research. Fuck yeah, he's it. good. He's really good. How did he's that come about? Uh, I want to say Colin got in touch. No, hold on. He got in touch with us. Okay. And um, Show or Colin Jake. figured out he did websites. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's great at it. Really, really good. Yeah. Quick, easy to use. Sound like an ad for Wix. <laughs> Quick, easy to use. Wix. <laughs> and, um, who looks after that side of things for you? Do you have he much of it? He does that. So basically, we'll give him stuff to put on it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so that's it, man. Um, I think we've ever uncovered. Jesus, like, goes without saying. 
everybody in the Irish metal community is looking forward to the new release. Um, once you're happy with it, you are? Yeah, finally. Excellent. Finally, you know. Um, it took what, a while to get there, you know, but it took a while to get actually? there with the the appreciation for the, the work, you know. Yeah. Because with the last one, like, well, we knew that we, what we did was really good, but I wasn't 100% happy, but I genuinely am as happy as I possibly can be. Yeah. Anyway. And what length does it come in at? It is Roughly. coming in at just over 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Jesus, that's actually... But it feels way longer because it's so heavy. You're just like, ah. Well, I love short albums, actually, because it's hard to kind of... My Rain and Blood is like, what? Two minutes long. <laughs> there you go. 28 minutes, man. I think it's 27, 28, you know. Um, we should do a tape and just print a boat. <laughs> just rip them off completely. Um, what, are you actually going to release it? I presume there it's um, on CD, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, no other format... I'd love yes. to get a, uh, an album on vinyl, okay. but you know the cost of it. Yeah, yeah. But we'll obviously. see. You know. Yeah. All going well. Okay, cool. And that's it. So be sure to follow Zahora on their social media sites and everything for the release of Mortals. Remind me. That's the twenty seventh March. March of twenty seventh. Yes, yes, yes. Out in hostile media and all your good internet Pro- shops. And produced by Aidan Cunningham of Bluebird Studios, uh, just out Straffan in just County. Just out of Road. Right? there cool okay Manny thanks Tom and uh, wish you nothing but success and thanks for coming on cheers buddy thank you very much cheers